Welcome to the Southern Cross Stadium for tonight's matchup between the Canberra Transit Capitals and the Ben the uh, Bendigo Spirit. I was almost thinking Ballarat for a minute, but the Bendigo Spirit. And sportradio.com.au, we've got an interesting matchup. And, uh, well, Michelle Hocking joins me, Craig Ravel, for this match. And it is going to be an important game. The Caps want to keep top spot going into the Christmas break. And Bendigo want to get above that 5-5 split. Absolutely, and uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, Bendigo are coming off of three straight wins. Uh, they've knocked off Logan, Bulleen, and Perth. And you'd look at that and you'd say, okay, Bulleen was a good get. The other two are cellar dwellers. Having said that, Logan last night, you know, big upset when they knocked off Adelaide last night. So obviously, you know, they're a good group. And uh, Bendigo, played, you know, they're putting some wins together. So they'll. They'll take it at the Caps tonight. I don't know that they've got the strength or depth that the Capitals have, and they will struggle against the height of the Capitals. But um, it's going to be a good, good clash. Uh, clearly, Bendigo want to go in and sort of fight their way into that top five. I think they're sitting at about six at the moment, Craig, and the Caps will be keen to get some another win to go into the Christmas break. They are indeed. Recapping already in this round 11, it has been a fascinating one. AIS went up to Sydney for their final game of the 2009 calendar year and it was Sydney doing it in fine style, 86 to 61. Then that upset you mentioned last night as Adelaide were defeated by Logan in Adelaide. That is the other important part. Logan have been very good this year, close but no cigar so many times. This time they got to, uh, well... They got to do the smoking. 89 to 81 in a great game. Dandenong and Townsville was the other match last night and it was Dandenong going down to the Townsville fire. 72-60. So the ladder standing at this point of round 11 is Canberra on top on 11 and 2. They've played 13 games. They will have played 14 games by the break. Then it's Townsville on 10 and 2. Adelaide on 10 and 3. Then Bulleen on 9-4, Sydney on 6-6, six six. Bendigo, well, they're either going to be 6-5 and five at the end of tonight or 5-6. and six. And I know what this good Canberra crowd that has been rolling in will be looking forward to. Then behind Bendigo now, dandying on with that loss, is on 5-6. and six. Then it's Logan, who's now moves to 3-10, and 10. Perth on 2-11, and 11. and the AIS on 1-13. And, 13. and uh, gee, it should have been more than that and the AIS really will be disappointed to go to the break now on that uh, 1-13 record after 14 games. They certainly will. And, and the interesting thing here is that if Bendigo do win tonight and Sydney go down to Townsville, I think Bendigo will jump them on the ladder. So they, they'll be looking for this win, and I'm sure Sydney are as well. But, uh, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. That game in Sydney is going to be played consecutively, so we'll keep an update on the scores right throughout this game. It is going to be a big night on sportradio.com.au. I'm thinking it's the first time that the Bendigo Spirit have been to Canberra. I don't remember them coming here last year. Uh, they, they must have played here last season. You would think so. But um, you're right. Definitely this season we haven't seen them and we haven't seen Christy Harrower. And I have no, to say, right. I'm excited, Craig. I can't wait to see her play. Well, I'll tell you a story. Last time I called a Christy Harrower game, they were playing China. She was in the Opals at the Opals World Challenge at the uh, Sydney uh, Sports Centre at Homebush. 
and she got a broken nose for her trouble, did an interview with me uh, after the game, after she had the nose straightened up and went back out on the court, mind you. She is a tough cookie and uh, an exciting player to watch and plenty of uh, European experience won. Absolutely, and so it's going to be a great game just to see. Natalie Hurst has been in absolutely fantastic form this season, but tonight will be a real challenge for her to step up and play against the likes of a Christy Harrower. Great international experience, played in the WNBA, played in uh, international ball in Europe and played in Olympics and uh, Commonwealth Games and World Championships. So this will be an epic battle, I hope. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, it is going to be good to see. We're the starting lineup: King, Haring, Butler, Harrower, and uh, the third of the starters there is just uh, Kelly Olympia. Wilson. It's Kelly Wilson, Kelly of course. Wilson. So going quite quick with their lineup there, and that is one thing. It was a late change pulling Gabby Richards out and going with this smaller lineup. Of course, the Capitals, plenty of height there. They have Beatty, Bishop, Moose. Michelle Musselwhite, Kelly Abrams, and then, of course, Natalie Hurst. So we may not see the Hurst um, um, Harrower matchup given that there's gone so small, and we might get an Abrams matching up on Harrower instead. So let's wait and see. It's ball in the centre. To the centre, Harring, and also Beatty. So the height advantage with the Capitals at the tip, it's back. Abrams picks it up, gives it immediately to Hurst. And they win, transfer it into the front court now. Bounce pass, right-hand side. Bounce pass inside from Abrams. Bishop in the paint. Can't make the shot happen. Haring comes up with the ball. Gives it off to Wilson. Wilson carries it down into the paint. Turnaround, jump shot in the paint is good. And Bendigo gets the lead here to Zip in the first half a minute. Yeah, look, and that's a good start for Bendigo. But Canberra twice down the floor now. And they're looking to feed their bigs, understandably, against the smaller Bendigo lineup. Abrams now goes inside. On the left lane is Bishop. She gets her own rebound, kicks it out to Abrams, who's running point at the moment. We saw that a lot against Townsville last week. Abrams now just dribbles to the right, then goes to Bishop on the top of the key. Bishop being watched by King. Muscle wide. Bounce pass just lazily down the left lane. Oh, then Bishop there throws a wild pass. Hurst gets it before the half. Then zip zags. Three-point attempt rattles off the iron. Bishop's in the paint. She gets the shot up again. I think it was a close call between a travel there as she's <laughs> falling back and a foul. They've called the foul and the 54 of Eleanor Haring is going to be the first foul called on the game. That's right, and I think your, your comment about Kelly Abrams running the point, they've got, the Capitals have the advantage of having Abrams who they can run in the point and take the ball out of Natty's hands in that point spot when she's got, I guess, the harder defensive matchup. So they can take Wilson off of the ball and put Natty out on the wing and let Abe's car- Abrams carry the ball and, and release some of the pressure. I mean, clearly Canberra are looking to pump the ball inside a lot. We've seen Bishop get a lot of possession but not convert too many of them as yet. Yes, uh, Except for those foul shots. She has converted to, remembering that she's not the best foul shooter in the competition. Now Wilson carries the ball down. Muscle wide is giving up the foul. And it will be Wilson who will go to the line to shoot two. So Abby Bishop, I think, was last week when I checked the stats, the worst um, free throw shooter in the team. <laughs> As I go back to the uh, stats now, no, I don't get those stats on this sheet. I'll have to... Uh, have to refresh here as Wilson makes the first and Bendigo are back out to a 3-2 lead. 
clear instructions, obviously, from Bernie Harrow with the coach to put the ball on the floor and penetrate against some of those matchups. Well, you've got an advantage with your mm. speed there, a little bit over Bishop and Beatty. Bishop, of course, not slow, young, fit uh, player. Tapped out by Wilson now. As it looked like Hurst was in a half-court trap in, just on the inside of the Capitals' front court. And the uh, ball slapped away over the sideline. It's Abrams who inbounds it to Hurst in the right corner. Over the top, gives it to Bishop who loses the dribble. Block shot by King. Herring taps it away. Wilson comes up with it. Kicks it quickly right side to Butler. Butler's bounce pass goes to Harrower. She's now in the right corner of the spirit. Herring trying to take on Beattie. Beattie, uh, well, Herring got herself into trouble there. But just that experience of that uh, CBAA playing in the uh, state. It has certainly come to the fore there for Harring and she gets herself a trip to the line. Yeah, she's certainly smart. She used her footwork and foot speed to beat Beattie on that play and she'll make both of these, I'd imagine. So, Capitals are down at the moment. Five to two with a shot to come from Harring. And it's good. Six to two here. The cap's in the hole by four, but it's eight minutes and 18 seconds left to go in the first term. Beattie gets a backcourt pass. Hands off back to Hurst on the right-hand side. Moose sets up in the corner. Over the top. Goes straight to Bishop. Bishop had no one basket side on her in the paint, and she makes them count. Yeah, Capitals did a good job of breaking that one-two-two extended pressure that uh, Benny got putting on, and in the half court, just focused on putting the ball into the big... Ball on the floor, Harring now tries to reverse the layup, but Beattie all over her, slaps it away. Now it's a rifle pass from Musselwhite. That's what you expect from Kristen Beale. Exactly. <laughs> it goes down to Hurst, Hurst gives it up to Abrams. We both were thinking the same thing at the same time then, Michelle. <laughs> As Beattie now finds Bishop in the paint. Oh, Bishop jacks just the ball up into the air to try and get away. Beattie has to take a three-point attempt here. Oh, air ball, and it's taken by Wilson. Wilson, quick transition, Harring under the paint, and Beattie has given away a soft foul. Tolo will come into the game almost immediately. Beattie knew she was in trouble then. She just grimaced as she was trying to get the hand over the top. Harring, fake pump, and then put it up there. It's eight points to four, and Harring steps to the line. It's certainly the Bendigo foot speed is creating some problems for Canberra defensively. They are getting some good lane running and pushing the ball down hard in the transition game and also just in the half court, just being able to put the ball on the floor and penetrate is creating some problems. As one is made from two, nine points to four now, muscle wide, outside the arc left side, goes to Tolo, top of the arc, then it's uh, Hurst who starts from the right, 45, penetrate hard and gets the basket. Butler now at the other end, taking on Abrams. She looked like she was trapped for the moment. King now drives the left-hand lane. It sits up on the back of the iron. Tolo does the rebounding. Gets into trouble there as Tolo and Bishop were fighting for the ball. Gets it off to Hurst who brings it down the floor. Abrams for three. Can't get it to land but Musselwhite picks up the rebound. Inside from Hurst now to Bishop. Bishop, the underhanded layup. Doesn't work. And a pushing foul has been called. I think it's on Harrower. No, it's going on Harring. That's her second personal, and that'll force uh, Coach Harrower to bring into the game now the number nine, Gabrielle Richards, for Eleanor Harring. 
Yeah, and, and Abby's doing a great job of getting some really good positions down in the post, but she's just not converting them at this stage, Craig. I think she must be about one from eight at, at this point in the game. So that's, and they're all being around the basket, put-back, lay-up type situations. So uh, it's not like they're being really tough shots for her. She just hasn't quite got the touch happening at the moment. Well... It's nine points to eight now as the Capitals pull it back to a one-point ball game. Butler doing the work at half court. Abrams really working her hard. Now we've got the match-up that you wanted. Michette, Harrower and Hurst. Harrower zigzags, banks it in on the J. Nice move. Use her experience there and very patient on that. There's Abrams, left 45, slept away from Richards as they were trying to find Tolo inside and the ball out over the baseline. So with six minutes... Left to go in the half. It's 11 points to 8. Bendigo leading the Capitals. As uh, we've got a whistle on the play, the clock has now stopped. The clock was running when that ball was out of play. The ball went out of play by my count at 6 minutes and 3 seconds. And uh, it's now down to 5 minutes and 58 seconds. So I think that's what they've picked up, that we've lost, uh, we've lost a few seconds, seconds on the there. Clock, yeah. yep. And so they'll reset that now. I thought it was funny when the clock was still counting down and, um, and uh, the ball was out of play. But, uh, well, they'll run the clock down now and we'll get it back underway. Here at Southern Cross Stadium, it's Bendigo leading the Capitals. 11 points to 8. Michelle, how have you seen this game running? Uh, Bendigo have, have really had some pressure do but they have and I think the foot speed I mean the the mismatches that the um, the change in the lineup created for Canberra at the start of the game really um, unsettled them and you could see that the the foot speed and the way they're able to penetrate against uh, the Canberra defense created some really good opportunities for Bendigo now with a smaller lineup of the capitals they've taken muscle wide out and thrown Bibby in there I think that will, um, and also Beattie taking a rest with her two early fouls and Tolo coming in. I think that'll even it up a little bit more and uh, we'll probably see Canberra. I think they have started to settle a little bit into the game, but they certainly didn't start well. All right, they've gone to six minutes and seven seconds here as Abrams inbounds the ball to Hurst. Hurst, a long way from home, pulls up on the Great dribble. Pass. Oh, fine, Bishop. And uh, Lauren King has just come in late. And that will send Bishop to the line. But uh, they've obviously done their scouting well. They know that uh, uh, Bishop isn't as strong on the line as some of the other players in this Capitals team. So they're giving her plenty of practice tonight. They are. And that was just smart play by the Capitals. Uh, Nat Hurst recognised that as Kelly Abrams made that sharp bend cut that... uh, uh, Gabe Richards just went to help on the cut action and she found Bishop open under the basket. Six minutes and one second now and it's a one point ball game. Bendigo lead by one. 11-10 as Wilson now is running on Bibby as left, right, Wilson just keeping that dribble alive and that's great, great to see and great thing for a youngster to see how Wilson was able to keep the uh, Keep the dribble going. Ball go down to Richards who gets back to King. King jacks up a three-point attempt. Rattles off the iron. The Caps bring it down to the front court. In the corner is Bibby. Bibby goes to Tolo who's trying hard. Working on the right-hand elbow. And in the end, she just was about to put the shot up. And Gabby Richards managed to get a hand in on her. And the pushing foul's being called. That's the fourth team foul 
on the Bendigo Spirits, Michelle. That's right, and that's not a, not a good place they want to be in with five and a half minutes to go in the first quarter as Bibby takes a long-range shot just inside the three from the right-hand corner and knocks it down. And here's Bendigo in transition. Great pass from Harawa. Oh, a nice little bounce back as King was ducking as if she was letting the players go over the top. While she was ducking, she bounced past it back to Richards. Richards nailed the jump shot and the paint, and it's 13-12 as the ball down the other end. Lauren King has found herself fouling once again, and that's going to put Jasmine Finnegan onto the floor as King has her second personal. Yes, and certainly, you know, that's the 16th foul, so Tolo will go to the to the um, line to make two, and this is creating all sorts of problems for Bendigo as Canberra continues to pump the ball inside. They're not able to... Uh, counter that without fouling and it's going to be a long night if they keep doing that. I expected King to come off then. It was Wilson who came off. Hannah Zabik looks like she's set to come into the game now as uh, both shots, and no, one from two is made and we're 13 points apiece. Zabik now comes in for King so obviously that other rotation was already planned but this is the tallest lineup. But for Harring, well, no, it's not, because Harring and King would be taller. <laughs> but uh, Zavik is also quite a tall 3-2-3, three, three, as Richards and Finnegan now working. Butler's there. Butler taking on Bibby. Oh, the jump shot doesn't fall. Butler and Bibby on the floor chasing after it. Bishop then kicks it quickly over to Hurst, who pulls up at the three-point arc, goes inside to Tolo. Tolo, turnaround jump shot, drains it. Yeah, and she's, got, she's starting to get some really nice touch around the basket, Tolo, and, uh, you know, good feed once again from Hurst to find the big inside, and that's going to be the focus. Until Bendigo can counteract that, they will continue to go there. As uh, down the floor now, Bendigo back into attack. Finnegan goes down the left lane. Tolo! Oh, I thought she'd get a good... I think uh, they might have called it on Bishop, actually, Craig. Well, Tolo, I thought, had a hand right yeah. on top of that ball there. It wasn't going anywhere near the ring. No. But it has been called on Bishop. That's her first personal. Good news, Abby Bishop has been a bit foul prone. And uh, here we've got a case where she's getting a first foul in the second half of the first quarter. That's right, yeah, so that is good news, as, as opposed to last week where she got into early foul yeah. trouble against Townsville. Yeah, I guess it was this t- week as Beatty's turn to do that. Right. <laughs> as she making both, excuse me, it's 15 to 14 here, Bendigo down by one, as oh, Tolo hands off to Abrams, Abrams reverse layup doesn't go, Tolo tries to put back, and I think Gabby Richards has got another foul. No, it went to Finnig- it went to Finnegan, the number eight. Bernie's got some serious problems here. He's got uh, nothing to um, to go to in terms of stopping the inside presence of Canberra, and certainly giving them second opportunities like that is creating all sorts of problems for them. So he's called a timeout. He'd like to talk about it a little bit and obviously make some sort of adjustments. I'm not sure what he's going to do. Whether he might think about perhaps just going into a straight up zone. Might disrupt Canberra offensively for a little bit, but um, we do know that Canberra, have, when they're shooting the ball well from the perimeter, can be extremely dangerous with a Hurst, a Bibby, um, an Abrams, a Muscle White, you know, and then you've got the bigs who can also step out there and shoot it. So uh, I'm not sure whether he will gamble on that and see if he can at least slow the momentum or protect the players who are starting to rack up some fouls. 
It is an interesting problem that he is faced with. And, of course, uh, one thing that uh, Coach Harrow said to us before the game is, well, if one thing isn't working, I'll be quick to change it. He's been quick to change it. And after having some uh, real advantage here, they got out to a five-point lead at one stage. They're now finding themselves in the hole by one with four minutes and 13 seconds left to go in the first term. And he's already used his first time out of the half. It's Richards, Butler, Harrower, Zavik and Finnegan coming back onto the floor for the Spirit. As Tolo goes to the free throw line, it is now oh, off to the left, that free throw by Tolo. She's out there with Abrams, Bibby, Hurst and Bishop. Second one's all net and it will be 16-14. to 14, The Caps lead by two. Bendigo have to be careful here. They're now going to put Caps on the line for every foul they give away. Harrower backing up. Richards gives a good screen. Harrower, oh, dumps off. I don't know why she had an open look then. She went to give it to Finnegan down in the paint. Defence collapsed on her. There was nowhere for Finnegan to go. Poor select choice there. Bishop for three. Hits the front of the iron. But Abrams, after it touches a few hands, comes up with the ball and the Cats back into a fence. That's right. And again, we saw turnover. Kelly Abrams trying to feed the ball into Bishop in the post. And uh, I think... Finnegan just getting a hand on it and knocking it loose and once again Bendigo has possession. Three minutes and 25 seconds. Harrower zigs off to the left. Now tries to drive the right lane. Kick back for Finnegan for three. Looks good off the hand. Rattles off the iron though. And Tolo does the clean up. Abrams comes back now with the ball. Down the floor. Goes to Tolo. Right hand side but not in the corner yet. It is Bibby. Bibby drives to the paint. Oh the layup wasn't good. Tolo gets mugged. She'll get another chance here. Oh, I thought she travelled then and she fell away. She had two attempts at that. Bounce pass now. Bishop puts it up there from uh, Hurst. It's off the hard, iron hard. And Harrower brings it down. Zavik takes oh, on Abrams and Abrams. backs it in. That was unbelievable play. Zavik rode the bump from Abrams. Abrams hit the floor. Zavik makes the two. We're all tied up at 16 points apiece. Two minutes and 40 seconds. Left to go as Hurst pulls the trigger on a big three. An important shot there, Michelle. Absolutely. Canberra really needs to come down and get a score. They've had good opportunities but have failed to convert. Once again, that's a charge in my book. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't get away with it twice. No. <laughs> it was there to be had, though. It was. And, uh, I mean, I think Kelly Abrams has just played smart D. Zavik was obviously favouring that. She's been scouted well. Very much right-handed, I think. And... Uh, you know, anticipated that and read it beautifully and paid off. Well, it's Tolo inbounding to Hurst now. Hurst with a big three last time she was down the floor. Goes to Bishop. Bishop then left to Bibby. Pereira is out there now. Pereira dump over the top. Bishop again gets oh, herself. Oh, boy, she's no. not shooting well, is she, Craig? No, she had a laugh with us last season after her first game with the Cats when she made about one from ten. As Wilson zigzag, bounce back to Finnegan. Finnegan, oh, that's a 13-foot jump shot. Hit the iron. It was a little bit too flat. Hurst came up with a rebound, kicks it left. Bibby for three. Oh, oh didn't go. Bibby gets her own rebound, runs into Tolo. Gee, that was a bad blockout missed by Wilson there to allow Bibby to get her own rebound. Yeah. Hurst now back to Pereira. Pereira to, Bishop, uh, to Bibby. Bibby tries to get it to Tolo. Tolo, bouncing ball. Tolo gets it back in to Bishop. Bishop goes outside to Bibby. Bibby's three doesn't go. Hurst, Hurst oh, is on there. That's 
Yeah, and look, Bendigo will be really disappointed with the number of offensive opportunities they gave Canberra in that set then. Too many offensive balls. I think they had two or three of them in that set. That's not good enough. As, oh, Harawa, whistle on the play. I think Hurst is going to be called for a foul. I think you're right. Hurst and Harrower. It's been a good battle. Eleanor Harring now coming into the game. Minute and nine seconds. So is Jane Chalmers. So Chalmers also subbing in as Wilson and Finnegan sit down. Finnegan, I thought, has had a good couple of minutes out there. Yeah, her work rate's been good, her effort's been good, and she's made some good decisions. So. Yeah, unfortunately, some of her teammates have not made <laughs> as good decisions. Alright. Gee, Chalmers up against Tolo in this... Uh, if the jump shot doesn't go, you know, that's not going to work. I want to know who's taller. Is it Charmer or is it Nat? And they're about to match up on it. I think it's oh, Nat Hurst. Nat's got some, some size on us. She'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> 22 plays 18 here inside the last minute as oh. Hurst goes for another three. Hello. Three Hello, three. girls. Hey, there you go. You know what? Don't give her that. Oh. She's on fire. Yeah, Charmer <laughs> is going to have to tighten up here. Chalmers goes to Harrower. Harrow back to Chalmers. Now to Harring. Harring on the right side. Tries to take on Bishop. Drives her outside. Oh, Tolo gets a hand in on the pass to Richards. Then it goes back to Bishop. Oh, great job. Bishop yeah, Harrower steals the pass to Busy. Now three, no, it's 12 foot jump shot doesn't go. Slap down into the hands of Hurst. And good decision here by Nat Hurst. She's had a quick look at the clock. Recognise that they can get one last shot here and has just pulled the play up and he's going to play a half-court set here for a caller own number, in fact, and go all the way to the basket. No. <laughs> Takes it all the way but can't pull off the shot in the end. Goes to Harrower in the front court now for Bendigo who have seven seconds. She zigs, she zags, she's stuck in the paint. Outside for Richards off the iron and oh, it's turned over. Herring. Puts up the shot. It was not in time. It didn't go in. And at the first change, it is 25-18 after the Capitals look to be in trouble and struggling. It is the Capitals leading comfortably at the first break. Absolutely. They really did struggle in those first few minutes and I think it was that they just didn't match up well against the group that were out there on the floor and uh, that created problems in that Bendigo got some good transition basketball going. They certainly got some good penetration happening and that was hurting um, Bendigo. So Capitals came back well. Also, the other impressive thing from Bendigo, even though they're still down, was they did rack up those fouls it, about halfway in the, into the quarter but really Canberra didn't punish them as severely as they should have so um, you know Bernie will be okay with their effort but we'll certainly be looking for some improvements. Well indeed 25 to 18 the quarter time score Natalie Hurst leading the scoring with 11 Abby Bishop with 8 and Mariana Tolo with 4. The Capitals shooting at 30% interesting it's the uh, Bendigo Spirit shooting at 36% and it just goes to show the advantage that the Spirit had They've hit 5 from 14 from the field. The Capitals, 7 from 23. That is just uh, unbelievable when you see that many misses. And you see that the Capitals have made 3 of 8 from 3-point land as well, so that helps. But I'd, the 
the thing that I think would be interesting is the offensive rebounds, which we can't see, but you can actually see that the rebound count, the Capitals are dominating 20-5. to 5. So, you know, possession is such an important element of basketball, and when you're out-rebounding a team like that and they have 11 offensive boards for the quarter, that is just not good enough. You will not compete against a team if they can't keep them off the offensive glass. Well, a team that's got zero, zero. offensive <laughs> rebounds. Yeah. They're getting beat 11 to zip they on offensive are. rebounds. Yeah. It is... Uh, hiding, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure what percentage Abby Bishop is um, shooting I at. I will but tell you. It's, uh, it would be low. It would be low, that's for certain. <laughs> She's missed a lot of opportunities. Making some good post action and really, you know, looking to take it tough to the basket. Just needs to convert them. It is indeed. Oh, we've lost the stats for just a moment here. Hopefully we won't be uh, long away for a paper copy. But as the game gets set to a restart, it'll be Bendigo with the ball. And starting it off will be Zavik inbounds the ball to Harrower. It's Richards, Herring and Chalmers out there for the spirit. As uh, Pereira just gets pushed off the ball by Zavik because Zavik was here for a little while with the AIS. That's right. Left a bit early from the program from memory. Went to the States, didn't she, Craig, in uh, college? Is that what a, she did? Uh, I think she spent a bit of time... As, well, Pereira hitting threes now. As um, it's 28-18. As Bendigo through Zavik cuts the uh, herring in the paint. And good offensive execution there from Bendigo. They just ran the play and a nice hard back cut from Herring. And uh, I think it was Zanik who found her on that action. So good to see. As Bibby yeah. drives hard right to the basket and she knocks it down and uh, takes the Capitals' lead out, 30-20. to 20. Down the floor, Harrower into the paint. Oh, the bounce pass was well out of the reach of Chalmers. And it's uh, going to be a turnover. Nine minutes left to go in the half. Hurst gets the inbound ball from Bibby now. Ten-point ball game. Pereira, Hurst, Bishop... Uh, Bibby thought about the three. Takes on Harrower. Oh, the softest reach in I have seen this year. That was very she tough, that call. Oh, I didn't even think it touched. And that yeah. is the first personal for Gabby Richards. Did it, they call that on Gabby or did they call that on Harrower? I called it on Gabby, I'm sure. Richards got a first personal foul. Well, that's... I, okay. Bibby knocks down that one. Well, Richards is nine and Harrower is three. Ten. Uh, is ten. Yeah. Thirty-one place twenty. Oh, the ball just didn't look good. Whistle on the play. I'm not sure. Well, it must have gone out of bounds, but uh, <laughs> Bibby was still chasing after that ball then. As oh, Chalmers drops the ball on the floor. She races back to it. Oh, Pereira Sarah. crashes into Chalmers, and that is a charge in anyone's language. Pereira will certainly be charged with that foul. <laughs> if it was Aussie rules, it would have been fine. But, uh, yeah, basketball's non-contact sport, remember. Not. 31 <laughs> plays 20, 8 minutes 40 seconds as a spirit. Through Chalmers, watched by Bibby, kicks it to Harrow. Harrow gets a screen from uh, Harring. Harrow puts up the three, it's off the iron. A three-point shot like that early in the shot clock is a team that's devoid of offensive moves. Absolutely, and they... Pereira makes a nice strong oh. drive to the basket. She's using the body, Chantel Pereira, really hitting it hard. 
as Chalmers now drives baseline, oh, leaves the ball behind on the dribble, has to go back to Harrower, then to Haring, now off to Zavik. Zavik comes back to Haring at the top of the key, inside, Zavik. Oh, she's trying to play that four position now, isn't she? She's trying to rotate she's, into a four. Yeah, she's certainly... I guess she's going to be that sort of swing player in the role with this sort of team, which is going to be a flash-cut action, looking to get into the low post when she can, and, and also stepping outside. So she's quite physical, um, the way she plays the game. I haven't seen her play... For a while. For now. a while, yeah. no. And uh, she certainly has become a much more physical player on the floor. Yeah. As she makes the first of the free throws, so back to a 10-point, wants to bring it under double figures, rattles around but eventually falls, and it will be Bishop out, beating in, and it's 31-22. Estolo gets the job of running all the way back. <laughs> Beatty says, no, no, I'll take my spot. I'm the vet, thanks very <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Young gun, let's go down there. Estolo gets it back from Hurst at the arc. Right side, oh sorry, left side, Bibby, Pereira in the corner, goes to Tolo. Oh, Bibby, great little hand back and the layup doesn't fall. The putback is in the hands of Bibby. Second one doesn't go, Zavik on the ground, fighting with Bibby and eventually Harrower gives it off to Butler. Butler brings it down the floor, bounce pass inside. Herring gets the lane off the glass and Herring really didn't, she should have gone a lot quicker then. She had a lot more time than what she thought she had. Yeah, and uh, that was just poor communication there from Canberra. They didn't get those matchups in that transition D and left. Uh, it was actually Hurst who sort of called because you see that Tahara was free on the three-point line, thought it was going to go there and called Tolo through to the to the post, but uh, she called. Tolo didn't hear. Whatever it was, it didn't work. I guess uh, normally when you'd look at a matchup, Hurst was on the left-hand <laughs> side and nails it. She's it's putting on a show, isn't she? 34-24, back to a 10-point advantage. Richards on the left side, goes outside, gives it back to Harrow. Harrow doesn't mind setting up in the corners, which is dangerous. D Butler now, looking to go inside, gives it to Zavik on Pereira. Oh, but Beatty just came over. Harrow jacks up the shot, fading jump shot across the uh, charity stripe, and she makes it. Eight-point ball game now as Hurst bounce pass inside to Tolo, and Zavik gets called. Bernie Harrower says, why isn't it being called at the other end? Mm. Zavik, second personal foul. Both on two team fouls for the quarter. And now Bernie Harrower and uh, Daryl Corcoran is having a, a little exchange, just saying, we want it called at both ends the same way, thanks. Well, and, uh, <laughs> well you know, Daryl is... Uh, yes, Daryl is Daryl. That's it. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Big fan of our commentary too, particularly at the AIS, Carol. <laughs> He's come up to us after a game a few times saying... We should interview him one he, time, he, he, he listens there to the go. call. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he's wearing the grey uniform when he's listening to the call. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Capitals don't get the, uh, don't get the shot off there. 34-26 and Harrower just tried to drill at the baseline, but no one was cutting. So no flash cut at the baseline. The ball just went straight out over the baseline and uh, Caps get it back. Hurst brings it down. Hurst for three. No one went with her. And Hurst is having a field day. She's having a night out, isn't she? Let me tell you that Natalie Hurst has She's now five drained from five? No. five from six. Five from six. And that's 37-26. As Harrower 
Takes it down off, gets it back to Herring. It was a hot pass. Pereira's coming from behind and will be called for the foul. Shot didn't count, but Pereira... That was great vision from Christy Harrower to find her. She penetrated hard and... uh, Good decision by Harring to actually step into that hole and, and great execution from Christy Harrow to find her in that situation. But um, I think this is again a Bendigo timeout that's been it called. Has. Yeah. yeah, Bernie's had to go for another timeout he here. He has, and um, you know, they're only 11 points down at this stage, but they still don't look offensively, they don't seem to have any sort of comfort level. We'll go in this timeout over to have a look at an important game in the state of who sits where in Sydney versus Townsville. And at the moment, Townsville lead the Flames 30 to 21. Leading scorer Amy Lewis with 11 points, Rani Cox with seven, and Jennifer Kraus with four. There, Fiaki's on seven, the Podos on six, and Plummer the on four points. Yeah, it, really? it's definitely. 44, shooting percentage 33. And before Natalie Hurst got a fifth three-point shot, I was going to mention to you, when you look at the shooting percentages, you normally go, all right, one team, Bendigo, is on 44. The other team, Capitals, is on 30. You normally expect to see that team leading and leading by five or six Mm. points. Here, we've got that exact situation, 42 to 35, yet the Capitals are leading by... 10 points currently because the first of the free throws has been made by Haring. Second is rattles in and out. No unboxing out for Townsville, uh, for Bendigo and it, it will be Abrams who brings the ball down the floor. So it's Abrams, Pereira, Tolo, Beatty and Hurst. Hurst now watched by Harrower. Harrower then Pereira. Layup is good. It rolled around the ring scandalisingly, and then fell. Nice little spin move there to create the space for her to be able to get that shot off. Steve Butler has lost a a lot of weight and is really looking fit. Drives down to the baseline and uh, I think this is the fittest I've seen Dee Butler in eight years of following the sport. Yeah, no, she is. She's looking in great shape. She's back from Italy where she was for one or two seasons, I'm trying to think, Craig, but... She certainly wasn't in the league last year and um, she's come back and she, she looks in great shape and her form so far this season has been good for Bendigo as well. So she's a nice, solid, consistent player. I really like the way she plays the game. Makes the uh, first. So to bring it back to a 10-point ball game with 5 minutes and 30 seconds left to go in the quarter, in the half, in fact, she does. 39-29, you can tell it was a Bendigo score because the crowd went quiet for a moment. But they've had plenty to cheer at. Tolo goes to and from Bibby, now to Beatty. Beatty comes around, they're looking for Musselwhite, who's checked back in for Pereira. Abrams goes to Beatty. Oh, Beatty, she got absolutely slammed then. I'm not sure whether it's going to be Richards or King. It's Richards who gets called on the foul. I think Tolo might have actually pushed Richards into her, but... Um, yeah. Well, it's going to say send Beattie to the line. It was good to see Beattie, and again, we've seen this from more from uh, Tracy Beattie this year. I'll let you uh, speak to her about this when you, um, at the end of the game perhaps, about the amount of time she's carrying the ball now and carrying the ball aggressively at the basket. Yeah, that is a, a new aspect of her game and it's good to see because it certainly makes her a hell of a lot tougher to defend if she can put the ball on the floor and take it to the bucket. 
Misses both from the charity stripe. King comes up with a rebound as it is going down through the hands of Harrow and now to Butler. Butler looking around. Hard hit inside to King. King backs away. Muscle White's working hard. Back to Butler inside. Bounce pass out to Herring. Herring had some space. The shot doesn't fall. Richard, fade away, jump shot. No, she's called for the travel. Oh. Well, Bernie Harrow now just having a chat. Wants to know how that's travel. And, uh, well, that's Damien Nemeth. Oh, Nesmith. Nemeth, yeah. Nemeth. He is saying she shuffled her feet. That's how come it's travel. Oh, I didn't see that one, but, uh, you know. <laughs> 10-point ball game here with 4 minutes and 45 seconds. Bounce pass to uh, Abrams. Bibby inside to Beatty, outside to Tolo. And Dale, Hollywood Corcoran now gets the uh, <laughs> travel call at the other end on Tolo. Tolo's been a bit travel prone this season too. He has, yeah. And, uh, scoring has slowed up for the moment as Harrower carries it back. Abrams watching her. Muscle White now and King. That's a good matchup. As Finnegan and Beatty. King. Then side to Harring and Harring. Nice little jump shot. Banks in. Great and finish over Tolo's hand there. Oh, Harring at the other end. I think he's been called for a foul. Yeah, called a hand check on the penetration, I think. And yeah. the 54 will get her third personal foul. And that will call Kelly Wilson back into the game now. Wilson comes in. That's the fourth team foul for Bendigo. Abrams at the line. Abrams. Oh, gee, that hit everything, didn't it? The front of the ring, the backboard, the back of the ring and the net. And the second one was all net. That's right. 41 plays 31. We're back to 10-point ball game. Here, Sport Radio, WNBL... Spirit versus the Capitals in Canberra. And it is a block shot there on uh, Harring. No, it wasn't Harring. It was on uh, Tolo and Beatty coming over with a block shot. Knocks it out of play. Bendigo to inbound. It goes to King. King pulls up the charity strip. Yeah, zigzagged to the line. Went in, came out, gave herself some room and nailed the jump shot. Yeah, just a nice little step back which created the space for her. Beatty does the same thing. Closer range. But Beatty, where the nice shot, keeps it at 10 points. 3 minutes and 40 seconds. This may well create some match-up problems for Canberra. Oh, it's Wilson. Brings it straight down. Hits the 3. It was open. So probably a fair shot to call. But just didn't have that first result. That's right. Moose now inside to Tolo. Tolo around the back to Beatty. Beatty to Hurst. Hurst now gives it to Abrams who jacks up the shot. And Beatty with a tap in. That's right. And that was good penetration from Kelly Abrams. Good reversal of the ball and they closed out hard. She went past him and uh, Beatty was able to finish off the missed layup. Oh, they're trying to get some flash cut action here. Harrower lost the ball on the shot. And has got it back through Wilson, then goes back to King, and King nails the three. Yeah, and that, they needed that one, Bendigo. Yep. As Beatty inbounds to Hurst. Beatty's looking like she wants a break here. I don't know, did I want to bring Bishop back into the game? Bishop hasn't got many fouls, but she's one from nine. <laughs> one from nine, yeah. It's Muscle White to Abrams, inside to Beatty, outside to Hurst. Hurst now works around, dumping over the top, looking to go to Beatty. It's Wilson who comes up with the ball for the Spirit. 
Spirit straight down the floor now. It's Finnegan takes position at the baseline. Goes back. Harrow from a mile a away. It was a long, long way away. And with two minutes, 22 seconds to go, Coach Graff calls a big timeout here. She was standing on the defencejobs.gov.au sign, which has, has to be a metre back from the three-point arc and she has nailed that three-point J. Absolutely. I mean, anywhere in the half court, and you know, if you give her that much space, Christy Harrow is just going to take it, and most times she'll make it, and then it'll bring rain with it as well. So, uh, But I think Canberra have really struggled probably the last two or three sets down the floor where they've had difficulties with matchups, and uh, I think Graff's recognised that, she's called the timeout, she wants to talk about that, get them organised. Alternatively, she might even make a sub here, I'm not sure, but they certainly need to consolidate and uh, get themselves organised defensively. Natalie Hurst, just to let you know, she's shooting six from seven from the field. That includes five from six from outside the arc. The only miss has been from long range and the only other shot she's taken is inside. But um, just looking at the shot chart now, if I can, I want to see how that shot chart is looking for Abby Bishop because that when, when I said she had a one from ten game, her first game with That's the Capitals... Right, yep. Uh, that shot chart, it was all down in the paint. There was, you know, there was not too many problems with her positioning. It was just the execution at the end. And uh, I think there was a bit of pressure. She was uh, a fairly big recruit. And <laughs> let's face it, um, uh, uh, like a good friend of ours at Sport Radio, um, Caitlin Cunningham, did a lot of the recruiting to get her here and basically get herself out of a position in the job. Ball goes down the other end. Beattie puts it in. And uh, Tracy Beatty now sits on six points for the game. Harrowa, oh, Harrow coming in. Beatty tried to get a hand on it. Goes to Finnegan, but Beatty coming back, trying to make up ground because she left her player. And uh, Beatty gets a hand in on the pass, taps it over the baseline. So with 10 seconds on the shot clock left to go, bounce pass from Wilson to Harrow. Harrow takes on Hurst, gets past Hurst, pull up jump shot from about. Uh, 10 feet is good on the baseline. That's right. Bendigo have done a good job. They've got themselves back to six points with a minute 40 to go. They'll be happy with oh. the effort. Bishop is back out there now. Tolo sitting down. Muscle wipe for three off the iron. Beatty is there. Kicks it quickly over to Bishop who thought she must have got a slap in the arm there from King. It didn't fall and Butler goes to the right. Finds Wilson. Wilson with a good 12-foot jump shot from the right-hand side makes it 1 minute 14 and it's 47-43. We need just a couple of defensive stops to get this one tied up by halftime, Michelle. We certainly do. But, uh... Oh, there's the first one. As Beatty couldn't get the shot to drop, tried her own rebound, eventually fell down to King. Finnegan almost falling out of court at the other end now. Goes back to King, gives it through hands. Wilson then goes to Harrower. Harrower just throws up after the whistle another three-point attempt, but Musselwhite is going to pick up her second foul now. And Michelle Musselwhite, and that's into the bonus too. That's exactly right. That'll put uh, Finnegan, Finnegan the on line. the line, and she can knock two down in dead time and you know, make it a two-point ball game and 50 seconds to go in this half. Zavik's going to come back out there too. Oh, the shot was always short off the hand. Second shot on its way. Oh, it rattles out as well. So the opportunity lost there by the Spirit 
with 46 seconds left to go. Zevic wants to come into the game at the next change of play. Abrams to Hurst. Hurst to Musselwhite to Bishop. And Bishop banks it in. She's two from ten now. As Wilson calls for the travel. Oh, that is an interesting call. She was dribbling the ball. She received the ball and dribbled it onto her foot. I guess the ball didn't hit the ground. Not sure. Oh, that's a costly turnover here. 49 plays, 43. As Hurst gets around Wilson now, goes inside to Bishop, who takes it into the paint. Oh, Zavik, who's just stepped out there, has been called for the foul. That'll be her third personal. No, second personal. So maybe it wasn't called on Zavik. I'll try and uh, get this to refresh for us. 49 plays, 43. Bishop at the line. Both teams in the bonus with 21 seconds left. And unlike Finnegan at the other end, Bishop makes them pay. 50-43, shot to come. That's right. And Bishop will be glad that she made that one because she's not having a lot of joy under the basket. She's been great at the line tonight, though. (laughs) Bishop has got... um, If I... She's got about 11 points for the game so far. Finnegan, Wilson, now to Harawa. Harawa gets the screen from Zavik. Goes back to Zavik now for three. Looks good, no. Yes, it hit the iron, bounced up and in. On the buzzer, it is halftime. 51-46. It is an interesting game here at Southern Cross Stadium on sportradio.com.au. It was the spirit led in the early stages of the first term, but it is the Capitals who have held sway from the five-minute mark of the first term onward to the halftime break. Michelle, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting second half, but right now the biggest difference is going to be that foul count on some of the crucial players of the Benigo spirit. Well, that's right. It does create some problems for them in terms of their rotations and being able to match up with some of the groups that Canberra will put on the floor. But at the same time, Craig, I think one of the things that Canberra has struggled with is when Bernie has actually gone with that small lineup, and they really have struggled defensively to be able to contain it. And both times that that small lineup's been up on the floor, or, or perhaps it's the fact that Canberra goes back to its big lineup, that it creates some problems for them, and they get a little bit of an offensive run going. So, you know, certainly Bernie will be talking to the girls about ensuring that they play smart with the fouls that they've got. Um, but I think you know he'd be reasonably happy with the effort that this first half, and uh, you know. Canberra has never really looked comfortable. Yeah. It's an interesting point we're at with the game. 51-46 at the long break on sportradio.com.au. We'll be back with all the second half action in just a few moments. Welcome back for the second half here on sportradio.com.au. WNBL action, our final game of 2008 here on Sport Radio. We'll take a well-deserved Christmas break and be back with the second half of the season and what should be an interesting conclusion to a, well, to a championship year which will have probably the same old faces showing themselves <laughs> in the final again. A final five is a new concept for us as well. So we will have to uh, sit back and just watch how this season progresses. One announcement that came up this week was the announcement that 
coach, Cary Graff, Canberra Capitals head coach since, what is it, 1999? 2000, I think it was, yep. season. And uh, it is now about to take over from Jan Sterling to coach the Australian Opals. And uh, no doubt Jan has left a huge legacy behind with world championships, silver medals, and uh, it is going to be a, a huge step for Coach Graff to take, not beyond her, of course, being the most successful coach in the WNBL competition, but certainly a, a challenge that I think she's going to relish. Oh, absolutely, and uh, Graffy's amb- has ambition has been to coach the Opals for a while. I think she's probably been, uh, you know, applied the last couple of times, and she's been given the opportunity now, and I heard her say that good things come to those that wait. So uh, she's ready for it. She's coached. Uh, as you said, in this league for many, many years, very successfully, most successful coach in this league. She's coached in the WNBA, um, she's coached New Zealand, um, so she's got a whole lot of experience and she'll bring her own. You know, the Opals have their own culture um, and I think she won't play with that too much, but she'll put her own little spin on it and make it her, um, you know, her, her way of playing and what have you, so she'll really be looking forward to it and a few players around the league will be looking forward to you know, giving it a shot going forward as well. I had a chat with Chris Lucas tonight and I said, well, this isn't a bad gig. You're enjoying <laughs> this assistant coach role. I'm what, head coach next year? And it's like, no, I'm still assistant coach next year. Never the plan for me <laughs> to take over from Graffy. So uh, he said he's having an absolute ball with the Capitals and uh, does enjoy not having to be interviewed by us every week, even though <laughs> he said, I never mind well, being interviewed by you. I said, well, it always was pretty scary when we used to come up to you. And he was a very focused man before a game, wasn't he? Certainly, certainly was. As we get set for this second half, what are the stats here is uh, one Zoe Peters, uh, sorry, one uh, Shay Peters, is uh, managed to get a pass out right across the length of the uh, court. That's right. <laughs> Chases it down. And just looking at the stats here, we are, so I guess the most interesting stat is that Natalie Hurst top scoring 17 points, 5 from 6 from 3-point land, and in fact 6 from 7 from the field. So shooting 83% from 3-point line. Uh, Abby Bishop 2 from 12 at the other end of the scale, shooting uh, 17% for the game. But she still managed to rack up... 12 points, and eight of those have been from the foul line. So she's certainly going to work under the basket, but uh, not converting at the rate that she probably would like to. Uh, for, uh, I going to say for Adelaide, but for Bendigo, we've got Christy Harrow with 11 and Eleanor Herring with 12. Around the floor, obviously, 28 to 14 is the rebound count in favour of the Capitals, but the rest of the stats are looking pretty even. All right, just ahead of the resumption in play, here it is uh, the Caps versus Bendigo. Abrams inbounds the ball to Hurst. It's Bishop, Beatty and Bibby out there for the Caps at the moment. Bounce pass goes to Bibby in the paint. Left-handed jump shot rattles in. Classic Bibby, isn't it? The way she likes to start any game. Curl cut. Oh, Wilson brings it down the floor. Abrams thought she had all ball, but... Uh, Damien Nesmith says, nope, there was a hand on the arm and Wilson will go to the line to shoot two. Yeah, and that's how um, Wilson started the game too, was looking to penetrate hard and use her foot speed to beat players to the bucket. And once again, she started that way. Wilson, Harawa, Butler, Harring and King. So, 
Bendigo back to their starting lineup as she drains both. 53 plays 47. Hurst brings it into the front court quickly, then pulls up. She waits for someone to come to her. Wilson hasn't done that yet. Over the top goes to Beatty. Beatty gets herself basket side. Shot doesn't fall. Beatty gets a second put up. Herring knocks the ball in the hand, and Wilson has been called for the foul. Put her hand up there. Just realised she slapped Beatty's arm as she was trying to get in there on the ball. Beatty was happy with that. Normally, when the whistle goes that early in the quarter, it's on her. <laughs> as Abrams inbounds to Bibby, Bibby goes outside to Hurst. Hurst finds Abrams cutting on the free throw line. Outside to Bibby for three. Bang! That's pulling the trigger. 56 plays 47. Nine minutes and 10 seconds left to go in the quarter. Yeah, it makes Canberra very tough to defend when you've got Hurst and Bibby on fire from the perimeter. King gets it over the top from Butler. Butler goes to the corner now. Hand off to Harrow. Harrow takes it all the way. Layup's good. Yeah, and she had that option there. That was a nice thing in that offensive play. She had the option to go to the corner and give it to Butler for the three then. So they're looking a lot more structured now. 56 plays, 49. Caps go to Beattie in the paint. Shot counts and King gets the foul. Yeah, that was just really good uh, rotation. De- uh, sorry, good ball reversal from Canberra and they just found Beattie open in the pace and the rotation from King was too slow. Third personal on King as Beatty goes to the line. Just an update. Fire, 45. Flames, 41. So the fire back on top in Sydney. They're into the third quarter there. As it's down the floor. Wilson, look away. Kick out pass to King. Back to Wilson now, who has time. Sets for the three. Nails it. And uh, 52 plays 58. Capitals with the advantage now. 58. Hurst zigzagging around the floor. Wilson watching her inside to Bishop. Bishop, fadeaway jump shot on the back of the iron. Beatty puts back in. Oh, she left it go a bit too far. Butler comes up with it. She's got Bibby on the ground. Kicks left side because they're one down in defence at the moment. Butler now. She looks, fakes the three, drives down the left lane, goes back to King. King takes on Beatty and Beatty's going to be called for the foul. Beatty just stepped in there and just... Not sure what she was thinking. <laughs> a, ve- a veteran shouldn't know to step out, not in. Well, yeah, but uh, she's going to go step right out now. Yeah. She's going to go to the bench. Maybe she wanted a break. That's right. Third person. Graphic, graphic, give me a break. <laughs> does take a lot out of a big player when they've got a much smaller matchup. Oh, Harrow, a zigzag. Oh, Bibby kicks a pocket that time. Bibby races down the floor. Zigs around. Oh, almost tapped away. No, Bibby. Shot doesn't fall. Harring does the rebounding. Goes back to Wilson. Wilson drives right lane. Goes back outside. Beatler. It's too short from the three-point attempt on the left side. And Bishop carrying it down the floor. Has to go in the back half to Hurst. Bibby inside the Tolo. Outside to Bishop. Bishop, I like that. She fakes the three before she does anything else. Oh, King over the back. I thought that was a block shot. But Claire Stevenson didn't. And the foul, fourth personal on Lauren King. Gee, I thought that was all ball. Bernie thought so too. Yeah, and it looked like it for me as well, but um, not the way Claire Stevenson called that one or saw that one. (laughs) Hurst at the line and Hannah Zavik is going to be back into the game. And now Zavik will be playing that four role because King coming out. 
Gabby Richards not having her best night, but I think she's still injured. She could well be. King will sit down. And Zavik. I'm just trying to think. King and Herring were at the Institute at the same time. I'm not sure if Zavik was in the year after those two. But uh, Butler brings the ball down the floor now as zigzagging on uh, Bibby. Over the top to Zavik. Zavik gets away from Bishop, but only for a moment. Then goes to Butler, back to Zavik. Zavik's got Harrower cutting. Fakes the three. Harrower drives halfway down the right lane and nails the jump shot. 60 plays, 54. So they're still in this one, Bendigo, a six-point ball game. Six minutes and 48 seconds left. Hurst now goes into the right corner. Oh, inside to Bishop, outside to Abrams. And Abrams had an eternity. That's right. You can't give someone that long. Even when she's not in great shooting form, you give Abrams that much space and that long to take it, she'll knock it down. And you've got a good memory, Craig. You were dead right. She was there one year after. Hurrying <laughs> uh, now. Goes back to uh, Wilson. Wilson drives around. Then takes on Hurst. The shot was a bit too long. And into the hands of Abby Bishop. It goes quickly to Hurst. Over the top to Tolo. Tolo in the paint. This is what I've liked about the Capitals this season. They've found their tools regularly with good passes. but And... They have been basket side. They haven't had to worry about the defender getting up in their face as they turn and hit the shot. That's right, and yeah. They've been able to do it with all three of their tall towers. Driving down the left lane. Oh, well, it was uh, unlucky that time. I'm not sure, but maybe the ball hit Harrow's foot as she was going up for the reverse layup on the dribble. Or did they call it a, 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 a foul? I think they're just pulling. Charging or... No, I think they've just pulled it. Or maybe she dribbled the ball on the baseline because it's a turnover and there was no foul called. But it was right on the last bounce before the reverse layup should have happened. Mm. Hurst brings it down the floor. Over the top goes to Bishop outside to Pereira who stepped into the game for Abrams. Oh, Pereira. Jump ball. Zavik and Tolo just throw themselves at the ground, neither one wanting to let go of the ball. I hate that rule, Craig. I haven't liked it since they brought it in. but um, it should be a jump ball. It should be a jump ball. It's here to stay, I think, though. So. Yep, Harrower takes it back. I'm not quite sure. Maybe they wanted to, They were saying it was too une- uneven for the shorter teams and the shorter countries. Oh, Tolo with another blocked shot. Goes to Haring, though. Herring stripped by Pereira as Herring did her own rebounding the first time. Pereira kicks. Oh, Abrams slips over. Abrams, bounce pass to Tolo and Herring has been called for the foul. Finnegan's going to come on and that's the fourth personal on Erona Herring as Richards is back into the game and she was just about to be fouled, uh, sorry, to be subbed out by Jasmine Finnegan. And importantly, that's the fourth team foul for Bendigo as well. So that uh, puts Canberra in the bonus now. Oh, Bishop, oh, she's trying to do the hard work under the basket. Finnegan was up to the task. Wilson getting the ball from Tolo as Tolo was trying to pass it back and Wilson brings it down. It's 65-54, so whilst Bendigo had rallied forward, Abrams kicks the ball away from Wilson, then reached behind, tap away. But Zavik came up with it. Goes to Finnegan. Finnegan gives it to Richards. And Richards just muscles away in the paint and makes the layup. 
Yeah, just a good, solid move from Gabe Richards there. It's, it's Tolo inside, outside. No one watching Bishop. She might as well take him. Nothing else is falling for her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Quick pass down the floor. Wilson carries it all the way. Lay up to finish it off. And it's a 65-58 ball game now. So just the eight points in it. Canberra just cannot finish this Bendigo grip off. They just keep coming back at them time and time again. Check that. Seven points. It's eight points for the lead. Tolo hands off to Bishop and Bishop finishes with an aggressive drive at the basket there. Only had to be two steps but she was so aggressive and quick. Zavik just backed right away. She's in no foul position to take her on at the moment. As Finnegan gets called for the trouble as she was trying to fade a layup in. Yeah, so they've obviously just called that she moved her pivot foot before she actually put the ball to the floor there. So Canberra will get possession again and they'll probably want to make sure that they get another good score here to push the... Good job, Natalie uh, Hurst. It falls in and Natalie Hurst just saw the lane it open and just attacked it. That's right, good decision making there. She's, uh, you know, she's really starting to make the right decisions in terms of the perimeter or the... Penetration. Harrow pulls up at the left elbow, shot doesn't fall, Bishop does the rebounding as it's Hurst, kicks right to Abrams, Tolo, no, looked at Tolo, then drove in outside to Bishop, Bishop jump shot, she finds the range now on the lane on the right hand side. <laughs> She's starting to put the ball in the hole so she'll be feeling good about it and it is really I think the ones that she's taking now are... Um, Probably not fighting her as much and just letting the shots come. As Finnegan now goes left side, Zavik, but the zone defence by the Caps has got no one inside for Bendigo. Now they go to Richards. Richards wasn't in the paint when she got that ball. Good enough to drive in at the basket to make the shot. And they should keep looking to go there. The last couple of possessions, Gabe Richards has done a good job of making a nice strong move to the basket. Pereira looks around, fakes the pass off, and Richards, nice slap away, and the turnover is affected. Timeout has been called by Bernie Harrower. That's his first timeout of the second half. It's three minutes and 34 seconds left to go in the third turn. What's he saying to the girls now, Michelle? Look, he's really just saying, stick at it, girls. You know, we're, we're starting to... Um I mean, offensively, keep looking to go to Gabe Richards in the post there because she's starting to find some space and make some good moves. At the defensive end of the floor, though, their rotation's been slow and been disorganised, so they really need to pick that up. And, of course, the other dilemma that they have is that they're on four fouls as a a group here, so if they continue to foul, they'll put um, uh, Canberra on the line. So he'll just be talking to them about, you know, they've got two and a half minutes in this quarter. They want to get some stops and some conversions and go to the break. You know, if they can go to the break sitting in, in single-digit deficit, then that's a good result for them and they've still got 10 minutes to, um, you know, to play. So I guess that's probably what he'll be talking about is there's still plenty 71 of... 71 to 60 here with indeed. 71 to 60 here with 2 minutes and 34 seconds left to go in the quarter. And then uh, a whole other quarter to go on the back of that. Returning to the floor, Davik Wilson, Harrower, Finnegan and Richards. Sinclair's come in for the Capitals. Yep. Sinclair, Pereira, Abrams, Tolo and Hurst. Sinclair watching Finnegan now. Goes from Finnegan to Zavik. Zavik back to Richards. Richards being molested by Tolo and draws the foul. 
So Tolo's second per first personal foul. So Mariana Tolo. She's been a bit of an angel. As inbound ball. <laughs> As inbound ball goes to Harrower. Ha uh, sorry, Harrower goes to Zavik. Zavik. Two Richards in the paint. Richard oh, great, oh, great move. And the layup is good. 62 plays, 71. It's back down to that uh, nine-point disadvantage. That's exactly what Bendigo want to do. Gave Richard this finding space in there, so they want to continue to go to her. Yes, as the Caps, Abrams pulls up at the charity stripe, has to back it out, goes to Hurst, Hurst at the nice elbow. Pass. Oh, finds over to Sinclair. Sinclair can't get the ball to drop, though, as Pereira comes back with it. For Pereira, nice little put in. It wasn't a hook shot, it wasn't a layup. No, oh, maybe a reverse layup. Reverse, it was a reverse layup. So, you know, Pereira, good hustle there to, you know, use her quicks and come up with possession when the big brought the rebound down and uh, Richard Alpava. She's been called for a foul. I think they've called a hand check on Pereira as uh, Wilson drove hard to the basket there. How hey, ambitious has been in the solarium because it hasn't been that warm in Canberra to have that tan. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a heck of a tan on her tonight. And uh, considering yesterday was almost 24 hours of continuous rain, <laughs> Abrams, Bishop, Hurst, Sinclair and Bibby now joining the floor. As Wilson makes the first, 10-point ball game, 9-point ball game and Butler comes in for Wilson now. So it's Wilson, Finnegan, Zavik, Harrow and Richards. As Hurst brings the ball down the floor. Nine-point ball game. A minute and 15 seconds left to play in the third term. Abrams, bounce pass to Bishop. Bishop puts the ball on the ground down the left oh. lane. Oh, that was a travel. As Oh, good work from Gabby Richards that time. Boxing out and getting the rebound. Butler drives all the way down, then turns around on the baseline. Richards over the top. Finds inside, Finnegan, shot doesn't fall and Sinclair has been called for the foul. And again, you know, Bendigo being smart with the ball and uh, finding the open opportunities when they can and, and Finnegan will hopefully convert these. And it's a hard job for someone like Peter Sinclair who has to come in for very short minutes in a game and admittedly she's playing some state league games as well during the week, but it's not the same as the rough and tumble of the WNBL. Well, certainly not. <laughs> Finnegan <laughs> makes both, so it's 73 capital, 66 Bendigo. As the Caps through Abrams, tries to take off on the right wing. Zavik is watching her. Bounce pass, oh, Zavik gets in on the bounce pass that was intended for Bishop. So an important turnover now as, uh, as Karawa gets around a fairly forceful, uh, oh, it's Whistle on the player, pushing Ooh. foul. Bernie oh, Harrow, you could hear him in the background. How was it not called at the other end, he's saying, but a pushing foul, second personal on Christy Harrower. She's not happy with the foul call either, just quietly. She wouldn't, and this will mean that Abrams will walk the entire length of the floor to take two from the line, and, you know, I can understand Bernie being upset. Perhaps the referee thought the advantage because... Harrow had actually beaten the defence and had the advantage in terms of a transition game, but um, didn't work out that way. <laughs> One from two. 32 seconds left now. Zavik picking up the rebound. 
And it's 74-66. So an eight-point ball game in our midst. Butler goes right side. Finnegan to Richards. Oh, Richards went for the three. Bishop was good enough to block the shot. And uh, unfortunately, it was uh, Natalie Hurst jumped out of play with the ball. That's right. She wasn't able to pull it in and uh, stay in bounds at the same time. But she did the right thing. She just jumped out of court with it rather than try and throw Starting, it back. Yeah. That's right, under the Bundago basket. Currently, field goal caps at 42 and Bendigo at 52. As I said before, you normally expect Bendigo to be leading, but 60 shots to 42 mm. shots is the difference. So the way to possession, Harrower from the charity stripe in front of Bishop puts up the shot and makes it. 68-74, Caps leading. Here's Bishop. Oh, a shoot relief from the buzzer from the three-pointer. And that really does just... That hurts. It does. When you think you're just cutting the inch down and you had them down to six points, at the buzzer, you're out to nine points once again. And how quick was that reaction from Abby Bishop, who, as we said before, she's got 18 plus the three, 21 points for the game. Okay, and she's she shooting at 17 percent. No, well, she was. She was. <laughs> I doubt very much she's still shooting at 17 percent. I'll tell you what she's shooting yeah, at she's now. She's at 17 percent at half. 22 percent. 22. She's, shooting she's, at. Well, she's, she's right. made one from three. Uh, one from three outside the arc. Four from 18 inside. Oh, sorry. Four from 18 total. Total. One from three outside. So and that's... Uh, what from the line? She must be shooting quite a few from the line. Ten from ten. Ten from the line. <laughs> yes, 100% so. from the line. Yeah, but look, though, that was good smart offence from Canberra, though, too. Natalie Hurst recognised not long on the clock and penetrated hard, drew the defence and just dished it out to the open shooter, who happened to be Abby Bishop and who happened to knock down a three, which... Uh, Really, really hurt Bendigo. <laughs> Into the final quarter in Sydney, and it's the Flames 59 playing the fire 53. So nothing really in that game either. Poto leading scorer on the floor with 22. Rani Cox with 15 for Townsville. The so, stars are stepping up, aren't they? Oh, it's a big Poto game. and Rowie Cox. I mean, yeah. you know, it's what you expect from your... <laughs> Premier players. As we look at some more of the stats here, we'll look at the leaders now for a moment because it is 77, plays 68 here. Abby Bishop on 21 points, Natalie Hurst on 19 for Bendigo. It's 17 for Harrow, 14 for Wilson and 12 for Harring. The big thing is the fouls and that it's 15 to 17 total foul count. Uh, points in the paint, 30 to 28, nothing there. Second chance, points five apiece, points off turnovers, two for the Caps, five for Bendigo. And as I said, the shooting percentage, 43 Caps, 52 Dandenong. Uh, sorry, Bendigo. Bendigo. <laughs> That's right. It's the, in Melbourne. The foul, <laughs> sorry, count, in the foul count is even. Uh, but I guess the difference is that the players that have racked up the fouls for Bendigo, there's a few of key, key players with foul uh, problems, whereas for Canberra, it seems a much more even spread. Abby Bishop needs one more rebound for another double-double. Double. And in a bad game last week, she still managed to get a double-double. I know, double. I know. She's just having a breakout season. Beatty hands off to Hurst on the restart. Shot goes up from Hurst. Bishop does the rebounding. There's 10. There's your double-double. double-double. <laughs> Abrams now goes to Hurst inside to Beatty. And Beatty is called on the foul, a pushing foul. And that's the third personal now on Gabrielle Richards. 
so we've got King with three, is that right? We've got no. King with King four. with four. Finnegan with four, I think. Yeah, Richards um, with three. Yeah, I need to pull that box score back up if we're going to do this. Beatty knocks down the first of her free throws. Second one is good. And it's 79, plays 68 here at Southern Cross Stadium. Butler bring it into the front court. Butler over the top, gives it to Richards. Richards now goes to Finnegan. Finnegan back to Butler. Butler has Richards stretching. Richards has Beatty right up in her face. Goes to Zavik. Zavik has it slapped away by Bishop, but it was back into the body of Zavik and over the baseline. So Abram gets it restarted. Hurst brings it over in the front court. 79-68, 11-point ball game here with 9 minutes and 10 seconds left to play. Hurst to Bibby. Bibby over the top to Beatty. Beatty double team. Goes back. Bibby gets down in the paint. Pushing foul on Richards. That's her fourth personal. Mm, that's big trouble for the Bendigo. you got Richards on four. Herring and, Herring and uh, King are the two, other two with four fouls apiece. So. Tough night in the office for the Bendigo Spirit. Yeah, just looking at that. Yeah, three fouls was Richards just a moment ago. Then the others, two uh, Finnegan, then Harrow and Zavik. Wilson has one. Both made and it's 80 to 68. Their score getting away from Bernie Harrow's spirit. And he has to go for Harring now to play under the pressure of the foul count. Richards. They need to get Richards and Beatty. That matchup broken away. Butler for three. It's good. Oh, that was a long way out. Two crags. She was directly in front. Makes it 80-71. Gets it back to a nine-point ball game. Beatty inside of Bishop and Butler. It came off Bishop's hair. Uh, Butler's hair. Hands last. So Caps will still have the ball. 16 seconds on the shot clock. Eight minutes and 35 seconds to go in the game. Oh, good inbounds pass from Kelly Abram to Tracy Beatty. It was without the uh, athleticism, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, there was but no the jumping side. involved. No, that's right. As Harrow brings it down the floor, gives it off to Dee Butler right side. Gabby Richards top of the arc. Zavik is on the right. Then it goes to Harrow on the handoff. Harrow is on the wing now. Seven seconds left on the shot clock. Harrow is going to have to do something here. Hurst isn't letting it go. Kick out to Zavik for three. Oh. It's good. On the buzzer. And, well, Bendigo keeping themselves in the game here. 82-74. It's down to an eight-point ball game. So, the last two travels down. They've improved their position by one. Oh, oh Beatty just had the ball. The pass was just a little bit out of a her reach. A little hard, yep. Just a little hard, that and, one. And uh, Gabby Richards took up position there, so Beatty couldn't go back. As Butler brings it down the floor, kick out to Zavik. Zavik was an excellent three-point shooter at the AIS. And now gives it back to Butler, who can shoot a three. Don't worry about that. Richards then goes to Harring. Harring. Oh. Harrow has been called for an illegal block there. So Harring gets her third personal foul. Sorry, Harrower gets her third personal foul. The two Harrowers, coach and... Uh, I'm not sure if um, daughter. daughter is captain or not. I don't think she is because no. I think Gabe, Gabe, Gabe Richards, Richards is, is actually the captain. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Hurst has the ball in her hands. Baseline, 
goes from Bibby to Bishop. Haring gets the rebound and Haring carries it down the floor. Looks around. Richard was dry, was moving straight down the floor. Had better position when she was going straight down to the basket then. And no one in front of her. Beatty has stepped up into her. Charge has been called on Harrower on Bibby. Now, explain that one to me because I thought it was two players just running at each other hard. Yeah, I guess... Is, okay, it's got, you, <laughs> it's got you mystified. Timeout's been and called. Certainly, I and, mean... And uh, Bernie Harrower is out there speaking to the referees. Because that will be Harrower's fourth personal foul as well, I think, yep. today. So that's a problem. But certainly he's, Canberra... He's being asked off the court now by the uh, grey team. And he's having a chat. He's not happy with the last few calls. And in fact, this timeout, he's called the timeout basically just to talk to the refereeing community here, not to his team. That's right, and the assistant gets to step in and talk to the team. I think uh, certainly that foul, I mean, you know, Harrower and Bibby were just body checking each, I mean, yeah. body checking each other. But Harrower certainly threw the arm, I guess, at the last minute and probably in a bit of frustration. But Canberra have done a good job the last two or three plays down the floor of just absolutely safeguarding Christy Harrower, keeping the ball out of her hands because they know how dangerous she can be with the ball in her hand because not only can she create scores for herself but for the other players on the floor. So they've certainly focused on safeguarding her and keeping it out of her hands and uh, it paid off for them on that occasion. Whether or not it should have... 82 by 74. <laughs> and the interesting thing is two times down the floor... When the uh, Bendigo Spirit have had opportunities here, they've had two turnovers, right. both on offensive fouls. And the foul count for the quarter, Craig. Four zip. Beatty outside to Bishop. Abrams takes it into the paint. Oh, throws up a uh, bit of a speculator there. Richards does the rebounding. And Butler brings it down the floor. Right side goes to Harrower. Now Harrower has to play clean. As Harrower goes back to Butler. Richards is still outside the arc in front of the basket. Goes back to Butler. Butler puts up a shot from the right-hand side. It's off the iron. Beatty cleaning up on the rebound. Gives it off to Hurst. Hurst goes to the right. Gives it to Bibby. Back to Beatty again. Then back to Hurst. Hurst in and out. Trying to draw King away from the basket and away from Beatty as well. Beatty, oh, the pass just down baseline was too hot. Bishop couldn't quite get it, and it's over the baseline. Good D by the Spirit that time. Yeah, it was, and, uh, you know, Canberra have been quite... Their bigs have been quite effective at finding each other in that cat action, but not on that occasion. So, uh, good D from Bendigo. Butler now bringing the ball back for the Spirit. Flames and fire, still a five-point ball game. As Richards goes for the three, off the iron. No one to rebound for the Spirit. Graf's telling her to get a shuffle on. That's Natalie Hurst. Goes across court, gives it to Abrams. So Hurst was on the left wing, gave it to Abrams on the right. Now at the top of the key is Bishop. Back to Bibby. Bibby now to Abrams. Abrams turns. Oh, that was a travel. Mm, I thought it was. Beatty does the rebounding. As Coach Kraft, that was the whistle you could hear, <laughs> telling uh, telling uh, uh, Hersey it was reverse horns. <laughs> As it goes back again, Abrams and Hurst shuffle it between them. Uh, Bishop runs into Beatty, or Beatty ru- oh, Bibby runs into Bishop, I mean, and the ball, oh, pushing foul on Abby Bishop. And... Uh, 
Bernie Harris throws his hands in there and says, about time. Third personal foul on Abby Bishop. And in the... That was a soft one, particularly given that Bendigo's come up with the rebound anyway, yeah. so... Yeah. Oh, good work by Butler to wrong foot Pereira there. Another player they've been face guarding, isn't it? As Harawa runs round, oh, the bounce pass doesn't go anywhere but into the back of the legs of Beatty. There was a beautiful move by Christy Harrow. She's been fantastic to watch with that ball on the floor. Absolutely. King gets the inbound pass, goes back to Harrow again. Harrow zigzags, puts up the shot, it doesn't fall. Beatty does the rebounding. She's looking to pass that one, so the shot, actual execution of the shot wasn't great. Beatty now at the top of the arc. I want Tracy to start putting us in three-point shots. <laughs> really, they're just not going to guard her there. Abby's not afraid. Abby nails it from the top of the key. Ten-point ball game now. 84 plays 74. Four minutes and 26 seconds. Bishop, 223 points for the game. Over the top, King with a three-point attempt. Richards does the rebounding. Harrow's down low post, right-hand side, and puts it in. 84 plays, 76. Four minutes left to go in the game now. Harrow, a leading scorer with 19 points for Bendigo. Bendigo really need a stop on this possession. Pereira. Shot is good. Didn't come there. Didn't happen. No, that's right. Ten-point ball game as... It is Harrower carrying it down the floor. They need some help because Kelly Wilson is the second highest scorer on 14 points. Some of these bigs need to get into the game, but their foul count is not going to let them. Oh. Dee Butler drives the ball round to the left-hand elbow and makes the shot. Timeout called by Kerry Graff as it's an eight-point ball game here at Southern Cross Stadium on sportradio.com.au. It is... The uh, Capitals leading 86-78. That's right. And Bendigo have really hung in there the whole game, Craig. They haven't let Canberra get away from them. It's been about an 8 to 10 point pick for probably most of this quarter. And uh, they really just now, they need to knuckle down. They've got to come up with some stops. They can't afford to just go point for point in each of the quarters it's, uh, uh, for each possession. So they have to come up with a stop. Just looking at the quarter-by-quarter quarter score here. You can see that in this quarter, Canberra's leading by one point, so it's 9-8. So it's a very close quarter, but they've got to, they've got to come up with some stops, get some possession and get some conversion. Now, if the Caps don't go in with a 100-point game here, is that a disappointment? They've got 25 in the first quarter, 26 in the second, and 26 in the third. Do you say, I want that consistency, I want you to play out? Or is it a case of a win's a win at this point? I think a win's a win at this point, and I think that uh, you know certainly, particularly Graffy, she doesn't focus on how on how many points you put on the board. It's about what you restrict. Well, she focuses. Yeah, she focuses on so how many. So she'd be unhappy with with the spirit coming up with seventy six or roundabout whatever they end up with. So she wouldn't be happy with. Well, they're going you, You'd expect they will finish with. Um, they're going to finish with about eighty. 88 to 90 points, I would imagine. imagine. Oh, actually, there's only three minutes left. They're going to finish with about 82, 83 points. As Pereira, Herring gets in the way. Bishop gets gets a hand in on the pass from Herring. And now the Caps will just start running out their shot clocks here. Three minutes, 13 seconds. Abram zigzagging around on the left side. Goes to Hurst. Hurst looks for a cut from Pereira. Goes back to Abrams now. Bishop, double team, so they go back out to Abrams. 
who nails the three. Absolutely drained it. That was just sweet, wasn't it? Straight out of her hand and hit nothing but the bottom of the net. So uh, she'd be happy with the way that one was went. Harring now drives around a Bishop. And that was a great, wasn't it, Athletic, to get that airtime there. Absolutely. Butler just gets in front of the pass from Pereira, knocks it out of court. Hurst will restart the play with the inbound ball at 2 minutes 37 left to go in the game. 89 plays 80. Inside to Beatty. Beatty working on Richards, kicks it out to Pereira. Inside again to Bishop and Herring. Will sit down at the points count. Absolutely. I mean, just a nice... Bishop used her body really well there and just rolled off of the defence and uh, obviously that got Herring caught behind her and she had no option but to really foul her and unfortunately that's her fifth so she'll take a seat and Bishop racks up another two and probably will convert this one from the line until I said she would. She would have probably <laughs> anyway. 91 plays 80 with the shot to come. Looks good out of the hand and gets it. 92 plays 80 here. 12 point ball game as Butler brings the ball back down the floor. Harrower looks like she's going to be running some flash cuts. Oh, good screen that time by Butler on Beattie which gave Richards time to take uh, take position in the paint there. Foul called on Tracy Beattie as she was trying then to make up ground and that's her fourth personal foul. Mm. Abby Bishop with 23 points and 10 rebounds. Natalie Hurst with 19 points and four assists. Uh, sorry, and four rebounds herself. No, I should have gone with the first one. Four assists as the ball goes in for Bendigo. 92 plays 80 here with a minute 55. Back to Abrams. Hurst on the left. Beatty on the left elbow, outside, back to Hurst. Three-second violation in the key. <laughs> Beatty had camped there for a while. Still, Bendigo shooting at 52%, Capitals at 44. And uh, Tracy Beatty, 12 points and nine rebounds. So we'll see if uh, she can increase that. No, she picks up a steal there, does she? Abrams looking around, minute 30. Beatty having a bit of a laugh out there at the moment as she was matched up on D Butler. <laughs> Hurst backing in and out. Abrams over the top. Oh, Beatty's going to put it in. And a Tracy Beatty, 14 points for the game. 94 plays 80. Richards backs up for three off the back of the iron. Doesn't fall. Harrower chases down the rebound though. Goes back for Richards. She drives on. Oh, no way Abby Bishop had position there. She was still moving. That puts Gabrielle Richards out of the game. And uh, Peter Sinclair will come in now for Tracy Beatty. As the uh, height really changes, Finnegan comes in. Gabby... Gabby Richards, uh, limited minutes, but fouls out. 59.6 seconds, timeout, called by Bernie Harrow. He probably wants to have a talk about what he wants out of this last minute of the game. I guess so. Uh, big ask to come back from 14 points down, but 
Obviously. And yeah, when you're the team that's <laughs> got five fouls on you. That's exactly the right. The other team's only got so, two. Take a bit of a miracle, I think, to do it. But um, perhaps he wants to say to his group here, we don't want him racking up the ton. I mean, maybe that's all he wants to talk to him it's about. It's only six points away, isn't it? Just in Sydney, the other game going on tonight is Flames versus Fire. And hopefully I'll have an update for you in a moment. It's 73 to 67. That five-point advantage is really been maintained right throughout this uh, game, although it's a six-point advantage at the moment with 25 seconds left to go in the game. Poto with 34 points. That is a big night out. And Pataki on 13. Yeah. And uh, I know that uh, speaking to Karen Dalton, she said, you know, Sally Pataki has just been a revelation for her, considering she's playing like three minutes a game average last year. And That's right. uh, Rani Cox on 19 points. Uh, looks Tell like Townsville, uh, they're going to split their road trip one on one. They had a tough weekend for them, played Danning on last night and then back up against Sydney tonight. Yep. As our Hurst back forward over the top to Bishop. Bishop just uh, goes outside to Abrams. Abrams into the paint. The ball stripped away by Finnegan. And six seconds on the shot clock as the ball's over the baseline. Be a quick hit play here from Canberra. What a shoot. Yep. Inbound to Bishop. Bishop in the paint. Ball stripped away. And it will be two seconds on the shot clock. Caps ball. As... Uh, Inbound ball to Pereira. Oh. Pereira tries to put in. <laughs> She's such an athlete. And there's been a foul called on Dee Butler, I think. She has been called for a foul there. Oh, well, that's an interesting call. Dee Butler's first first personal foul of the game. Quite an athlete, isn't Pereira? She's oh. very quick. She's yep. got some springs. Definitely got some springs. And getting some good minutes here. Yeah. It was an interesting move for... Muscle White hasn't played as many minutes. I'm not sure whether she's, she's still suffering from that. Heroin now brings the ball into the front court. 29 seconds left. It's 96 plays 80 here. Certainly Dandenong don't deserve to be beaten by 20 points. And as Dee Butler makes the layup, don't think they will be. 18 seconds left. 96-82. Hurst. Doesn't matter about the shot clock now. 11 seconds left. Do they want the ton? Over the top. Inside goes to Bishop, who is now at 28 points for the game. 98 plays, 82. Three-point attempt by Lauren King on the buzzer. Is unsuccessful. And it is the Capitals. In front of probably the biggest crowd at Southern Cross Stadium of the season is taken out an important win to end the 2009 part of this year's championship. Good way for Canberra to finish off and go into the Christmas break. At one stage there, it was looking like Bendigo would stick at it, but they managed to push the score out. Certainly the foul trouble that Bendigo got into with their big created some problems for them, but another another solid win from Canberra. Good contribution going to the break, consolidating their top position. It will do indeed, as we uh, just wait for our score sheet to update. The foul trouble that Bernie Harrow's team got into was really the uh, the, the difference in the end. It's well, the, 
Yeah, well, it put them into an untenable position. It, it made it very difficult for them, and I, th- I think so. You know, they did get into foul trouble. That's actually a reflection of the quality of Canberra's bigs as well. Um, you know, there were probably a few dubious calls along the way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that. But I mean, overall, the way that Canberra focused on putting the ball into their players in the paint, and the way that the girls. Uh, was smart with what they did with it. They created some defensive problems for Bendigo. Looking at the top scorers now, and it was Abby Bishop, 28 points, with 11 rebounds and three assists. She was certainly uh, statistically the best on ground. Natalie Hurst, 19 points. She had uh, four or five steals as well as, uh, once again... I'm just getting I think uh, Tracy Beattie got a double-double, double, 14 points and 10 boards, so yep. that was a good... Tracy got early foul trouble and then played well with her fouls. She did indeed. Mariana Tolo with seven rebounds, another one on the high scorers. Steals two to Chantelle Pereira and then block shots three to Tracy Beattie, a couple to Tolo and Bishop and one to Kelly Abrams. It's... Uh, well, an interesting shooting percentage at the end of the game. It was 49 to 44 from outside the arc, 59 to 33, and from the free throw line, 73 to 78. With the exception of the three-point shots, it was all going Bendigo's way. Mm. Rebounds, 42 to 29. That's a shellacking. Assists, four, 17 to 14. Caps way. Steals, five to eight. Bendigo's way. Blocks, eight to seven. Caps way. Turnovers. 16 to the Spirit and 13 to the Capitals. We'll hear from the coaches and players and then be back to wrap it all up here on Sport Radio Basketball. It'll be a, a good win for you guys tonight. Bendigo really pushed you there for a while, didn't they? They kept coming back. Yeah, look, I mean, I think they're, you know, they're a team that have got the, you know, you know they're going to be in that mix for the playoffs, I think. They've had a you know, pretty reasonable schedule to start the season. But, and they've got talent. I mean, Harrow was world class. You know, I think they're they're improving as a group, and we knew this wasn't going to be an easy game. I mean, I think it was, you know, it was probably a 10-point ball game. We'd push it out a bit, they'd chip it back, but, you know, Bishop was awesome tonight. I mean, she could have had 40 if she didn't miss those two footies in the first half, but to her credit, I mean, you know, she hasn't been shooting the free throw well this year, and she went 11-11, another double-double for her. I mean, she's, you know, she's making a statement about her future, and she was big for us, and as she does, when the game's close, she comes up with big plays. I think Natty Hurst, had a corker at the start, five of five threes to start the game. And I think, even though Harrow had 19, Natty did a hell of a job defensively. I think she, you know, for the most part, matched it with Harrow. Um, you know, look, that's a, that's a hell of a win. I wouldn't like it, you know. I'd rather that score was down around 70 at least. But, you know, if, we get, if we're getting 98 and they're getting 82, I shouldn't be complaining. And it's important to get this win, and you've got Danny Long next week as well. You really want to come away at the Christmas break with both of these under your belt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with Townsville losing tonight and Adelaide losing last night, you know, we said tonight we're about controlling our own destiny, and we've got to win win the games we're meant to win and, and take care of our own business. We've got to go to Danny Nong and ensure that win. Okay, yeah, it was a good team effort too. I think you know, Tracy Beattie ended up with a double-double as well. The contributions from all over the sport. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, that's one of the, the tough things with us. I mean, obviously, we've got some focal points, but, you know, we got pretty much seven or eight players that can score double figures. You don't know who it's going to be. Um, and that's, that's hard to guard. You know, we, got, we, got, we can go inside, we can go outside, use that combination. I think we did that pretty well tonight, get the mix. And you've got Muscle White still carrying a little bit of that injury and still struggling to get with that? Yeah, look, we, you know, the physio suggested we back off her tonight and we'll get that stress tested again and hopefully she'll, she'll be able to play some minutes in Dandenong. But, 
If not, we've got four weeks to get her recovered, you know, two weeks of the Christmas break. We've got AOS in the buy that, you know, if we have to give her four weeks out of Christmas to get that thing right, then that's what we'll do. Great. Good job tonight and congratulations on your appointment. We'll see you in the new year. Great. Thanks very much. Uh, you really hit a hot streak there during the game. I think you ended up with five from six from three-point range. Um, yeah, look, they were going under screens and every time they do that, Graffy tells me to, you know, pull up and shoot it and, you know, they were dropping and they kept doing the same thing. So, you know, if I don't take those shots, I get in trouble and lucky tonight they were dropping for me. Well, they were certainly coming sweet out of their hand, but generally your game's looking pretty good. You're making some really good decisions offensively, penetrating, pulling out for three, and you're also doing a good job of getting the ball to the big. Um, yeah, you know, when we've got people like uh, Abby Bishop and Tracy Beattie and Mariana Tolo making steals inside, it's pretty easy to get them the ball, so it kind of makes my job look a little bit easier than what it is, and, uh, you know, we have people, different people going off at different times, so we just keep going at the same person. And matching up against Christy Harrow is a big job, isn't it? But you did a really good job on her tonight. It was a good battle to watch. Um, yeah, look, I think that's the first time I've had to play against her and a little bit daunting. You know, she's Christy Harrow, probably in the top three point guards in the world. But, um, you know, I need those challenges to see where, where I can take my game. And if I want to go where I want to go, then I need to play people like that. It was a good effort, like, all round for the team. So that, hopefully, you got... I think you still got Dandenong to go next week. Yep. Um, but, you know, coming away from tonight, good form, go next week, get that win. That should consolidate top for uh, you guys. Yeah, we really focus on getting these two last games, and if we can finish off going into Christmas with that win against Dandenong, you know, our Townsville had a loss, a loss tonight, I think, and Adelaide lost last night. You know, we'll really consolidate that top spot. Great. Thanks for your time, Nadia, and good game. Thank you. Bernie, I thought tonight's game, the 16-point split, really didn't reflect the quality of the game. No, I didn't think so either. And, um, you know, I think it, it had a little bit to do with having a lot of our players sitting on the bench in foul trouble, and uh, which was a little bit bewildering when I felt we were playing the same way as what Canberra was. But, um, you know, Canberra are a great side, and, you know, they're the benchmark. They're sitting on top of the ladder, and it's certainly where we want to get to. We want to be as good as what they are. And we know we've got a long way to go, you know, before we get to that. But, geez, um, you know, from where we've come from six weeks, seven weeks ago to where we are now, we, you know, we can compete with them. It's, it's just a matter of getting, getting a little bit me- uh, tougher mentally and, um, you know, and just getting learning to play with one another a bit better and pick some, some of our defensive, um, defensive breakdowns, I suppose. Some of them uh, just let us down at different times. And if we, can, if we can do a better job at that end, we can certainly compete with anybody in the league. Absolutely. I mean, you guys are sitting just on the edge of that five. Coming into Christmas, what have you guys got left? Have you got any games left? Or yeah, we have. We've got, um, we got the top Townsville-Logan road trip next weekend. And, uh, you know, we're, in the, uh, we're at the start of a six-game um, six stretch on the road. So it's not going to be easy for us. And, you know, we've set ourselves a, an aim to get four of those. And, and um, you know, right now we're 0-1. So we've got a long way to go to get to 4-2. and two. So, um, you know, what we can do is keep plugging away and, and keep battling hard. But I was really proud of the girls tonight. They hung tough. And, and um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're improving. Absolutely, and you're right, they did hang tough because there were some bewildering calls out there tonight, but your girls didn't let that take their focus away from doing the job. No, I thought we kept our poise and kept our cool pretty well, and, and um, you know, from that point of view, uh, you know, as I said, Canberra are a great team, they don't need help, they, um, they, you know, they, they, they can beat us on their own, they, they don't need any help from anywhere else, and... Uh, if um, you know, you know, I think it would have been a great contest if it had a, had it been a, a level playing field. Yeah. It was a good game to watch, regardless, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. I like the way the girls are playing. So good luck for the rest of the season. Okay, thanks for that. Okay, I have here with me uh, from Bendigo, Dan Butler. Tough night at the office. 
Yeah, it was. They're huge. And, um, you know, like every time they sub it, it's someone bigger. So, you know, they, they did really well on the boards and um, they're so physical. So, you know, you've got to be on your A game every time you play them. Yeah, they seem to um, to pretty much have it their own under the basket there tonight. That's right. I mean, even if you box them out, they're still so long and they can always get a hand to it. So, um, you know, we're, we're pretty short compared to a lot of the teams in this league. And, um, you know, we've been pretty good at boxing out. It's just, um, you know, on the road it's always going to be tough. For sure. You've come off um, three, uh, not comfortable wins, but three good wins. You had a, a comfortable win against Perth, but two good wins in the last two weeks. So... Do you think it was just a sort of cruising on a winning streak there for a while, or, or just a just a tough game? No, I, we're not cruising. That's for sure. We um, we know that every game's important, and especially this one. This is probably our most important game for the season, if not at least this this half of the year. So, um, you know, we're getting better and better, and we've been working extremely hard the last six weeks. We've been doing extra sessions, so um, we had a very short pre-season, and we knew it was always going to take a bit to get together, and it is disappointing because we certainly didn't play our best tonight. It's going to be pretty good, though, playing, um, coming to, to play with a coach like Bernie Harrell, who's pretty much a legend in Australian basketball, and then, you know, just... Uh, I think I might actually get my daughter to come play this season as well, <laughs> Christy Harrow, of course. How's that? I know. Thanks to Russia for cutting her. Um, I mean, she's so experienced and uh, certainly brings a lot to our team. And, um, you know, it's just another dimension for us. And, and I'm finding I'm playing a bit more in the two spot and same with Kelly Wilson. So it's um, it's good to have that rotation. And, um, you know, Bernie's been in Bendigo for that, that many years and I think it's 14 years he's coached the Siebel team. So... You know, there's certainly a lot of experience. It's just a matter of us, um, you know, playing our roles and, and getting better playing together. He'd pretty much be a bit of a god in that town, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, he's retired now from Siebel, so um, I don't know what he's going to do with his spare time in the off-season. But, um, yeah, he's certainly well-known in Bendigo and, and well-respected. So that helps, and, and it helps with, um, you know, I guess the profile of our team in Bendigo. So, uh, is this your last game before the Christmas break? No, we've got a double road trip next week. We go to Townsville and Logan. So we oh, have... easy. Yeah, I know. Townsville will be playing extremely well. So, um, you know, we'll go home and, and have another... It is a short week because we play Friday, Saturday. So, we're going to have to try and recover the best we can. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, at least get one, if not two, before Christmas that'll do us nicely, especially after dropping this game tonight. Thanks very much for chatting with us. You're looking... Uh... Like you've had a hard game and at that time you to hit the shower and then stretch down. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Abby, good night out of here tonight. You ended up with 23 and I think with 11 boards, so another double-double. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a good um, performance from the whole team. You know, I just went out there strong tonight and, and they, they're an undersized team. So I think Tracy, myself and, and Tolo dominated inside the paint, so it was good. I noticed in the first half there was clearly a focus to get the, get the ball into you guys in the paint. You struggled a bit. You shot 17% for the first half, but you really fought back and, and improved that in the second. Yeah, I mean, they were just making us rush, and, and that's what they've got to do. They're undersized, and and they were double-teaming us also. So we were rushing, and in that second half, Graffy told us we need to slow down, and like you said, 17% isn't a very good shooting clip. So in that second half, we slowed down a bit more and, and, and got the same shots, but they were just dropping a little bit more. Good win for you guys coming into the Christmas break. It should consolidate that top position for you. And, um, you know, Christmas break, you'll go get a bit fresh and then come back to the training court ready to go. Yeah, definitely. We've got one more game before we head off for Christmas against Dandenong at home. And that's going to be a really important game for us before we do get on the plane to go home. And we've got some um, Christmas programs. We're still going to do our fitness and stuff as well as have a break with our family. But 
coming into um, next year, hopefully we'll have this next win under our belt and we'll be sitting at the top of the ladder feeling pretty confident. Great. Thanks for your time. Adam. Thank you. Okay, it's my uh, extreme pleasure to have Christy Harrow here with us. Tough night at the office, though, for you, Christy. Yeah, it was. You know, like, um, for them to score 98 points, you're never going to beat a team like that. And, um, you know, I felt we got a bit hard done by by the referees at times. And... Um, you know, but it, 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 they're a great team. They got so many players, and it, it, they're tough to guard because you shut one player down and somebody else steps up. And you know, she's, they've been together for a long time. I know they got some new players, a couple of new players in there, but those new players give them so much. So, um, but look, we're getting better. We're really getting better, and um, I think you know we've been working really hard on our fitness. And um, as long as we continue that, we got enough uh, tough road trip next week as well to Townsville and Logan. And we really need to get both, like, to stay up with the top four. We really need both. So this is disappointing, but, you know, you keep them to 70, maybe you might win a game, but to 98, you're never going to beat a team like that. Yeah, it's a a pretty special season this season because it's, I mean, I guess in years past, and and even though you haven't been here, I'm sure you've kept in touch with what's going on. There's always seemed to be sort of three or four teams at the top and, and then a bit of a gulf yeah. between the rest. Yeah. But it's just not like that this no. season. And every game you play, it's competitive. And I think every game you play, you don't know what the opposition's going to be like on the night. And I think that's great for the league. Um, I think, you know, um, like we beat Logan last week by 20 and we're up by 30. But then they go and beat Adelaide la- yeah. la- last night. So, I mean, that's a ripper, of, yeah, that's a ripper <laughs> of a win. And it just makes some people take up and, and you know, take notice and step up and take notice. And, and um, now people respect them. So now that they've beaten Adelaide, every time you step up and play against them, you've got to respect them. So, For sure. Um, you know, it's a great competition. Um, but I must say, I reckon it'd be better if they change it to winter so all the Opals can come back and play and yeah. just help the younger generation become better. And, you know, it's like Matt Hurst said in the paper this week, it was a challenge for her to step up and play against me tonight. And that's what you want. You want the younger girls to play against people like us, yep. um, Olympians and stuff, so they get better and then it helps the Opals program for the future. And how, how is it for you coming back? For the league, you've been out for so long. You've done it all. Yeah. Played overseas, played yeah. Olympics. Yeah. You know, we all sat there in, in August or whatever yeah. it was, cheering you on. And now you're back here playing. Yeah. Back at the beginning. Again. I know. I mean, I wish. I, to be honest with you, I, I do miss playing overseas. Sure. I mean, I love it. I mean, as much as what I don't love living there, I, I love playing over there. And um, you know, it's great because I just think it helps my basketball so much by playing over there. And you mature a lot as a person and as a player. And but you know, every week's a challenge for me now because. They have two or three players on me every time I come off a pick and roll or, or something like that. So, um, you know, but it's good. Uh, I mean, I had seven turnovers tonight. That's a bit of a shocker, but, you know, I'm enjoying it and, and it's just nice to be home, to be honest like with you. I coach here in the local comp, so I understand your frustration with some of the referees. <laughs> I was thinking I, I can understand how Christy's feeling out there. Oh, I've got to try and keep my cool, though, because <laughs> I don't want people to think, oh, because she's an Olympian, she no. complains, you know. So, I mean, I say a little bit and then I just walk away and I forget about so it. Can do yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> they're never ever going to change their mind but it's just disappointing when you just you know we're getting fouls down here and then they'll do the same thing down there and, and nothing's called but you know it's the game it's the way it's refs and you can't do anything about sure it. Sure it's the same all the world oh, over. I'm sure it is. <laughs> well when, when your dad got the, the spot with, and the Bendigo team came in there were, you know there's a lot of us here going could this mean that Christy comes back and play? <laughs> so you've made a lot of people happy coming thank back you. and playing, and yeah. it's a real pleasure to come out and watch you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, like, I mean, was, this is a coincidence because I'm meant to be in Russia, yeah. you know, and um, I'm meant to be there and, and playing with Penny Taylor and all those great players that I played with last year, and 
But you know what? It's life, and um, it just makes you stand up and, and realise that you, every game that you play over there now is you got to treat it like it's your last. Because sure. I think the best thing is, is I don't know because I finally got the big, big contract that I've always been after for two years. That last year maybe I settled and just um, didn't go out and play the way that I knew that I could play, and just settled into that role where I was just more a passer and to keep the rest of the team happy and you know what it cost me in the end and um, but it's a learning curve and um, next year when I go I want to go back over next year and play somewhere and you know it's all about being a scorer over there because if you're a scorer they want to know you and give you the money so um, and this is this is good for me to come here and, and, and challenge my game and and um, work on my scoring again. And but you know what, I'm, I don't just want to be a scorer. I want to be all round player. And I've done that the last couple of weeks. Probably not so much tonight. But um, you know, the last few games, like one game, I had 13 assists and stuff. And that's what I want. I want to be able to get my teammates into the game and yep. and not just let them rely on one or two people. Well, that's uh, it's a pleasure to, to see you come into our home court and play again. Yeah, it's and, been uh, a long time. It's been, it's been a long year for you <laughs> yeah. as well with the you yeah, know, overseas has. and the Olympics and everything. Yeah. So we wish you all the best for Christmas. Yeah, you too. And uh, we'll see you again next season. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christy. No worries. Very interesting comments made from both teams there, <laughs> Michelle. And uh, at the end of the game, well... Winners are grinners and losers can take care of themselves. Well, that's right, you know. And I, I don't think the 16-point split actually reflected the quality of the game. It wasn't a 16-point game, but just in that last couple of minutes pushed it out. Bernie um, Harrow obviously frustrated by some calls that he couldn't quite understand where they came from. There were there were a few <laughs> bewildering ones there. We can we can say that from the commentary box as well, I guess. But um, in the end, you know, you've got to adjust to whatever the way the refs blow it and you've got to play through it and... Um, you know, that's, that's the game, isn't it, really? <laughs> Interesting to see for the Capitals fans, five double scorers yeah. in uh, in the Caps with two double-doubles. And then, not bad, four of the Bendigo team also getting into double figures as well was uh, some of the things I picked up. But that rebound count uh, mm. for, it, it was seven, oh, sorry, that's blocks, uh, rebounds. Seven offensive, 22 defensive for a total of 29 to 21 and 21 off both glasses for 42. That's is a, right. a huge disparity, isn't it? It absolutely is. They, absolutely, they spanked him on the glass and that hurts. And, uh, you know, if Abby Bishop had been able to shoot a higher percentage in that first half, goodness knows how many she would have ended up with. She ended up with, what, 20, 28 points or what have you? And... Uh, you know, shooting at 17% in the first half. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that could have well been a 40-point game for her. Well, six lead changes yes. with an eventual win of 16 points, the biggest lead for the Capitals, coming at the end of the game. They take the win, 98-282. As I said, our last game for broadcast here on the 2008 side of this season, Michelle, with the Caps, of course, away next weekend in Dandenong. That's right, and really keen to get that Dandenong going, come up with a win there and uh, consolidate top position going into the break. Bernie Harrow had talked about the fact that they've got six games on the road starting tonight and their aim is to get four of those six. They've dropped one here, so they've really got, and they've got the Townsville Logan in the mix of that one as well. So very, very tough week, a uh, couple of um, rounds coming up for Bendigo. 
Well, it has been an interesting night tonight, to say the least. On behalf of Simon Peters, Michelle Hocking, I'm Craig Gravel, wishing you a very good evening from the Southern Cross Stadium, where the Canberra Capitals have defeated the Bendigo Spirit 98-82. to 82.